Hi everyone, I'm Daisy. And I'm Elsa. Welcome to our podcast. Advice of what not to do. Where we talk about our life experiences while you listen and learn from our mistakes of what you shouldn't do. P.S. No legal advice provided. This is for entertainment purposes only. Okay guys, welcome. Hello. (laughs) Oh, so... You hear a man voice. That means we have a new um, guest. Yeah, we have a guest. Could you introduce yourself? Hey guys, my name is Rigo. Uh, Mid thirties, live in NC most of my life. Born in Mexico, and that's all you need to know. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I thought there was one. More oh thing. wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a daughter. <laughs> we I just have, went over this. <laughs> I have a daughter, and she is with me most weekends. Okay. Cool. Thank you for coming. Yes, um, we're excited to have you here. So, um, Daisy, tell us a little bit about what this episode is going to be about. So, we've talked before about purity culture, and we really want to know what it's like from like a guy's point of view, not just a girl's point of view. We talked about how it affected like our self-esteem, um, how other people kind of sexualized us or how we felt sexualized at a young age so we just wanted to see like what your point of view so first of all I guess how you told us uh what was purity culture to you was pretty much abstaining until you get married right Right. yeah correct so how did that impact your decisions oh wait um so how long have you been going to church or did you go to church like at what age I I started going to church when I was 15 and I didn't even want to go, um, but they dragged me, and then, you know, I, I fell in love with God's presence, you know, like, and I, I like the music, so that was a bonus when, when you get to do that. Oh, you're, so you're still involved in church? I am involved again because I did get divorced about nine or ten years ago, and after I got divorced, it was just very downhill from there, and just being honest, I was all over the place and I stopped going to church even though I wanted to keep going I don't think I I wanted to go at the same time to not give a bad testimony for people that don't go Mm -hmm. does that make sense that makes sense yeah I didn't do that um I kept going even though I was like living a double life in a way and when I you were know, pregnant. And when I was pregnant, <laughs> yeah, and, and then my stomach showed the truth. <laughs> you say that all the time. Um, but okay, that's cool because I think the three of us are still going to church now, as of right now. Yeah, but yeah. we're all, we've all been like kind of separated at one certain point, figuring figuring things out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was the question I asked? <laughs> oh, how has a purity culture, like, how did that... So if you started going to church when you were 15, when you first learned about purity culture, how did that, like, affect your point of view on, like, relationships? Um, honestly, didn't have, like, girlfriends or anything in middle school and high school. I had, like, one, and she went to church, and it was like, we would only see each other Sundays. So there wasn't really much of a going out scene for me. Um, I always kept to myself. I was like either at home or at church because I really dove into church. And to be honest, I was a I was a virgin until I met my ex-wife. And after you know I met her, you know I I figured she was the one. And even though we had, you know we 
do y'all say play piano? Do y'all still use that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though or, we, or you did it. <laughs> even though we did it before marriage, we still got married. And I was very proud to say that she was my only one in, in life, you know. But after a while, I kind of let, let go of the... Everybody saw me as the good boy, the, oh, look, he's doing so great. He's a, the good boy. Everybody needs to follow his examples. I really got tired of that. So I... We kind of were in the same boat then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I got tired of that. And we we got, you know, she got pregnant, had a daughter. And then when my daughter was like one year old, I think around that time we got divorced. And after that, it was just downhill. Like, it was like I was smelling food. Like, my curiosity was awake mm-hmm. to, to things I had not... <laughs> to, to things I had not done before. So I started going out. I started... What like doing one night stands? Uh, I just stopped going to church, and it was it was really different for me. But at the, you know, like you go and do all that, but in the morning you wake up and you're like, ah, I don't I don't want this life, but yet you keep doing it. You felt guilty. I felt guilty after I did my pleasures. Why did Why do you think you felt guilty? Well, I think, and I don't mean to be all biblical on y'all, but. When the Bible says, you know, instruct the kid in his ways, and when he's an adult, he'll come back. I felt like I felt guilty because God still had a purpose for me. Even though I was doing all that bad stuff, you know, just like Elijo Prodigo, he left, but he came back. And you felt like like you were going to come back? I didn't know. You don't know when you're in that stage. That's why I'm asking, why did you feel guilty? Well, because when God has you, he has you. It doesn't matter what stuff you go through it just like you you can be far away but he's still gonna be there being like hey you're you're not supposed to be there you know yeah that makes sense yeah and there was many nights you know i would there was one night when i went to visit a girl and then after that i went to visit another girl you know i was when i got like the next day i'm like man it's not it's not even worth it you know so in a way i don't think being abstinent from you know doing it until I got married I don't think that affected me I think after I got married it affected me the way I handled things because I didn't know what what a a man was supposed to do Mm. and that's where I started falling do you think um so did you mention why you guys got divorced or why you guys separated did I mention yeah I don't know no? How long were you married, first off? Oh, I was married like two years, three years, two and a half years, maybe. Okay. Yeah, and that was, that was it. We dated for nine months, and we got married, and we were together for like two years and a half, maybe. Can I ask why you guys got divorced? <clears throat> Cheating. Cheating? Yeah. And it wasn't even physical. It was just, you know... One thing led to another. You you give your emotions to somebody else, and and boom. Who are you? The one who cheated? I'm the one who cheated first, and she forgave me. Do and you think? Do you think that had to do with the fact that you waited until marriage? That she was your first and only one at that time? No, I don't think so. Like I said, I I think if I wanted to keep going, I could have, but. Like I said, I got tired of being the good boy, and maybe maybe it has something to do with that, like not knowing what's out there, like my, like my curiosity awakened. That's what we, I mean, that's kind of what we talked about with our episode two. You were saying that for you, it was like 
or Elsa, sorry, Elsa was saying in the episode that it was like a rebellion kind of thing where like she didn't want to follow the rules. For me, it was always like I have to follow the rules until um, until later on that I started deconstructing my faith. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's just kind of like a trend that we've seen. Yeah. Um, I think parents, Christian parents could do a little bit better of handling how how they raise their kids because I knew a lot of girls that if they went out on a date and their parents found out, it was over for them. Mm. And I think allowing your kids to go and see a movie, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, drop them off at the movie theater and go pick them up. With the boyfriend? With a boy, yeah. I mean, if she's like 15 or 16, regardless of what you want, she's going she's gonna to go find out. So I'd rather, <clears throat> I'd rather take my daughter to the movies and pick her up right after the movie instead of her sneaking out. And being like, well, I was curious, and this happened to that, and this led to that. You How know? old is your daughter? My daughter's 11. So I was going to, like, a follow-up question I was going to ask is, that changed the way that, like, you are raising your daughter or, like, the values that you're teaching her, like, through your own experience? I think her growing up changed the way I acted because mm -hmm. I saw what I was capable of, and I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to be like I'm all that but it's easy for me to text somebody and be smooth with it it's easy for any guy pretty much if, if he can type words that are pretty or if he can be a smooth talker he can take anybody on a date True. and for me to see my daughter growing up I'm like I don't want her to see her dad going around like that so that changed the way I acted and it also changed the way I was you know acted towards like a parent because I don't want to be holding my daughter back from knowing what it is to have friends that she can go out to the mall with or whatever. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay, so that kind of leads into my other question, which is, like, what what is it like being a girl dad or, like, has being a, a girl dad changed your perspective and the way that you treat women? So that was kind of, like, what you were talking about. So... How has it changed from maybe the way that you look at women or the way that you treat women? I think it's changed it a lot, to be honest, because like, like I told Elsa, because back then, you know, I would go on a date and then ghost somebody because I didn't care. Mm -hmm. And I ghosted a few, many, many, maybe many girls. I don't but know. You did that whenever um, your daughter was small, right? Yeah, I did. When did it really hit you, like, that you had to change for her? <laughs> when she can have grown-up conversations at the age of five and six. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it took you a minute to, like, really get used to the idea of you being a dad to yeah. a girl? Yeah, just like, I mean, it's a slow fade, like I always tell you. It's a slow fade to be a better person, and it's also a slow fade to be a person that you don't like. You know, it all takes time, but you get there eventually. It's funny because a lot of moms, like, we, the baby is born, and then we, like, automatically go into mom mode. That's true. You know, that connection with the kids, and, like, we need to be a better person. But I see sometimes with dads, it takes a minute. <laughs> and for you, it took a few years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that I wasn't close to her. It's just that you start to realize when, when she can talk to you and she realizes what you're doing, that, that you actually react you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you kind of already talked about this, but I know the other question was how did you rebel? Um, okay, let's change it up a little bit. Can guys and girls be friends? No, absolutely not. <laughs> they cannot be friends. Why? And I'm pretty sure y'all have seen like the TikToks or the videos on Facebook and Instagram. Like, oh, girls and guys can't be friends. Why do you think that is? Because I agree with you. Jay-Z has a little trouble understanding the concept. I'll say it it's took you a while. Little. It's it because like... of my... Well, I look at it like this. Like, okay, what if she's a lesbian? Like, she can't have any girlfriends? Oh, I never thought about that. Or what if he's gay? Yeah, I mean, like, that's just... I don't look at just the straight orientation. Well, if she's a when lesbian... When you're talking about straight, like, guy and girl, no, they can't be friends. I don't know what other people do, but... <laughs> <laughs> when in your relationships <laughs> you can you can be church acquaintances and be like hola hermano como esta or hola hermana <laughs> but for you to be like hermana vamos a comer después de la iglesia no you can't <laughs> hermana <laughs> hermana <laughs> have you ever had a girlfriend friend girl yeah friend girl a friend that's a girl yeah uh i would say they're church acquaintances maybe like facebook friends you have to call them Facebook friends because that's what it's called. But to be like, oh, I went to the movies with this girl and then we're going to go out to next week. Either she likes me or I like her. But you, So you've never ever had a friend that is a girl? Just a platonic friendship. No? No. I mean, I had a friend that was like that, but then she asked for friends with benefits and I said no. Oh. Um, and then she stopped to being your friend? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> All right. To clarify, let me explain. You can be friends of hey and bye, and that's okay. I don't see anything wrong with it, but that's just like what I was saying. A church acquaintance, you say hey and bye, and that's it. How about um, not necessarily a friend like where you hang out with them, but just a friend where you're like catching up about life with over the phone? It could be, it doesn't have to be somebody that lives near you or you see frequently. It could be somebody that even lives like across the state or across the country state. in another state. Yeah. Are you catching up or are you going on multiple dates? No, no dates at all. It's just catching then up. Then that's just catching up. But it's even fine. if even if you're just like talking or something, or you know this other person might be interested. If it's a one-time thing, like one-time thing catching up, <laughs> it's okay. But when you say, hey, let's go out here and catch up, and then that turns into another catch-up and another catch-up. Oh, so you think it's okay for you to catch up with a girl that you don't have feelings for and you don't think she has feelings for you? I, I would call that a friend. Yeah. That's you're catching up with somebody. What I meant is when you're going out with the person. Like either, hanging out. Like, yeah, like, like hanging out. Yeah. Either she has feelings or you have feelings. Or the guy has feelings. Do you have feelings? <laughs> <laughs> what about, okay, what about when a guy, um, let's say a situation where um, a girl sees on her, you know, boyfriend's phone or not boyfriend's phone, whoever, you know, they're interested in. Uh -huh. And they're and he's talking to some other girl and he's like, no, she's my friend. She's my long-time long -time friend. Um, I'm just like checking in on her. What do you think about that situation? I think it's okay as long as it's that's it. As if you catch him like, date, uh, not dating, texting multiple times, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's when emotions start getting involved. When I cheated on my wife, uh, my ex-wife, sorry, my ex-wife, a conversation turned into multiple conversations. That first conversation, it's okay to say, hey, bye, catch up, boom, that's it. But when that conversation 
turns into a whole line of conversations and then a meetup and then another meetup, what do you call that? Like I said, it's a slow fade. You call that they started off as friends. Yeah. <laughs> they started off texting and catching up, which led to other messages and other messages until you met up with them and then you know you ended up being with them no i don't i think you're saying no it's not possible for girls and guys to be friends but it is possible for them not to be friends but i still talk to them <laughs> to catch up to catch up is something completely different than than being friends that you hang out with you catch up with people you're friends with I, yeah I, I get the confusion like it's like are we friends or are we not friends are we you catch up with like someone that might just be an acquaintance if you're friends like, longtime friends with somebody it's okay to catch up from the past it's okay to be an acquaintance and if you have a spouse your spouse needs to know who your friends are yeah okay well, that's true so if you have because a spouse, sometimes I've, I've dealt with girls that they have friends and they don't like the guy i wouldn't know who their friends were so i don't know who's who's my enemy or who's trying to get my girl like they have to be clear about that like hey if he's your friend and you're you're catching up with him and you're catching up with him multiple times let me catch up with him too like let me meet him let me meet your friends well yeah i mean that makes sense especially if you're in a relationship with someone like you'll you'll meet their close friends but i don't know it's like i have like 700 people that i have that that are like on my facebook and like instagram and stuff so like eventually someone from like 10 years ago is gonna send me a message and it'll just be like hey what's up but that doesn't actually mean that they're my friends or that my partner needs to meet them i don't know i just feel like if i were to have like a boyfriend and i see messages talking about um catching up or you know just checking in with some other girl i'll be like who that you you'll automatically get suspicious <laughs> so like for you it's like no zero like nothing like they cannot have anyone they cannot nobody can be in their dms gotta be a first cousin <laughs> and closer it's either your mom or your dad <laughs> not even second cousins <laughs> but isn't that dangerous though because that creates what we call codependency in a relationship what do you think about this rigo what what codependency because i feel like that was also one of the problems with my ex is like i want you to go out with your friends i want you to have your own independent life and with the guy friends yeah but when you're don't yeah. say don't go out and don't say go out with your girlfriends yeah but the problem is that some guys are like i don't know just more comfortable around girls i don't know might might be like a whole nother <laughs> to be honest i'm comfortable around anybody it's, yeah. and elsa can tell you like she can, she can take me to a party and I'll be comfortable with anybody. So that's what I'm saying though. Like, there's like more social people, kind of more extroverted people. I mean, like for me and Elsa, I think we're both pretty like introverted. Like we have a close knit, yeah. you know, friends kind of thing. But I don't know. I think it also has to do with the person's personality overall. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Rigo, tell us can, signs. Sorry. Can I tell you something else? What? It also depends what your your partner is comfortable with and what they aren't comfortable with. If they're comfortable with you messaging people, then -hmm. it's okay. If they're not comfortable with you messaging people, then you respect them or you leave them. Mm -hmm. Because that can create problems down the line. Or even if they say like someone specific, because I remember this happening in my relationship, I would be like, I don't want you to talk to this specific person because I know this person and et cetera, et cetera. And if they still go out of their way to talk to that one specific person, it's like, there's a million other You're people opening that the you door can for something to. to happen. Yeah. Now I want to ask. Um, so tell us signs that 
a guy that's a friend that a girl thinks is just a friend um tell us signs of like he thinks of her as more as than a friend signs she could look out for that he's a guy that's the only sign you need (laughs) (laughs) if if you have a friend and he's a guy and he's always around more than likely he's waiting for his his chance for you to open the door for him how are you sure that um he doesn't just see you as homegirl I've seen this many times, like, guys will be waiting and the girl doesn't even know, and I've seen it many times where the guy's just waiting and waiting for his chance, and the girl thinks she's just a homegirl, but in reality, she's the next victim. (laughs) (laughs) Or he is. Yeah. Uh, Well, what if they say, like, you know, oh, I used to like you, but, like, nah, not anymore, ya se me pasó. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Those are lies. Yeah. Wait, you know what my students are saying now? What? Bombastic side eye. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We got to ask the kids. Okay. It's, um, unless they're in a happy relationship and they're like, oh, I used to like you, but you know, I found somebody better. Or I found somebody better for me. Not that you're garbage, but. There's always somebody better for, you know, the person. Well, I mean, sometimes I feel like when the liking someone and someone else not liking you back is not reciprocated Mm -hmm. is because, like, somebody already knows, like, we're not a good match, you know? Especially if you start off as friends and then somebody draws the line and it's just like, we can just be friends. It's because we're not going to get together or I don't like you romantically, or I know that I'm not going to have feelings with you, or I don't like you physically, or whatever the case might be. So that's why I think they can be friends. I don't know. They can be friends, but they're not going to be hanging out, are they? It's just like the person's just trying to be nice. So yeah, we can be friends, but it's not like they're going to go out of their way to hang out with them. That's true. Are they? They're just going to hang out with you when it's obvious that yeah, they're when bored. Yeah, when they're or... bored or when, when they're really desperate for like attention or something. Yeah. Because hmm. if I tell a girl that I'm not interested in it in at all, hey, we're just gonna be friends and that's it. I'm gonna leave her alone. Okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna mess with her unless I'm super bored and there's nothing else to do. I'm gonna be like, hey, let's go to the movies. And you're not in a relationship. Or yeah. Anything, yeah. Because most of the time, when you are in a relationship, your time is pretty occupied. That's true. So, what's what's another sign that the guy just thinks of you as homegirl? The guy thinks of you as homegirl or thinks yeah. of you as, like, yeah, potential? Just, no, not potential, but just, like, if a girl, let's say a girl like really likes a guy, mm-hmm. but she's not sure what he thinks of her, what's the sign that he doesn't think much of her at all? <laughs> I think it's pretty simple in any relationship. They just don't care to try. Like, if they don't care to try all the time, then that means you're not it. If they're trying... And you, and you know this, and you've seen this, and maybe in past relationships, if they're trying, you can tell what, that they like you. But if they're here one week, and then they skip two weeks, skip three weeks, and then they come back, that means you're just a side piece. You're just their side time. True. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> yeah. It might hurt our feelings. But <laughs> there you go, girls. <laughs> um, oh, I have a question that just came to mind going back to the purity culture thing. Um, do you think if you wouldn't have waited until um, being with the your ex-wife, if like you would have had more experience before her, that would have made any difference in the outcome of your marriage? I don't think it would have. Elaborate. 
Well, it's not that I never kissed anybody before marriage, you know, I just never did it. But uh, I think it would have been the same outcome. I would have gotten tired and that was the road I was probably going to choose because I got tired of being the good boy. I got tired of being the church boy, the, the person that everybody was like, oh, he's doing really great. But maybe the um, like you being a good boy, not doing it before marriage was part of being a good boy. Like if you would have had your little rebellious streak before. No, not really. Because like I said, I never did it, but I did do stuff with um, girls. Okay. So, it's just easier to like keep up appearances. Yeah, before. exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get that. Um, as a guy, when do you decide if a girl is worth like pursuing or not? Like, I guess a lot of people ask, like, when do you know, like first date, second date, the first 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. We're just pursuing, not like marriage. Just yeah, pursuing. yeah. Just like pursuing, like, oh, I want to keep getting to know this person or I'd like to, maybe she could be my girlfriend, whatever. Um... I think it all depends on the person. I mean, for me, if I see a girl and we connect, like we we like the same things, we're same spirited. Like I'm, I'm a calm guy. I'm not really rowdy. And if the girl's like that, then I'm already like I like her, you know. So I would say after the first or second date, if you feel what they offer. Like, not, not money or anything, but just feel the vibe of what they offer. And if I'm comfortable with it, then I'll run with it. Unless she doesn't want to. But that's how I would tell after, after a couple dates. Okay. What do you feel about, like, when do you think a guy knows that she's the one for, like, for life? When he doesn't want to lose her. But, like, what time frame? There is no time frame. I know people that have gotten engaged after two months and people that have gotten engaged after five years and they're still together. I don't know about the five-year thing. True. I mean, I told you I know a couple that waited seven years. And I know a couple that waited two, two months to get engaged or married and um, they're, they're still happy. It's a seven-year couple, Daisy. Are they still together? Yep, they have two kids. I don't know. I think there's a, there's a time frame. You're, you're trying to make your time frame everybody else's. The thing is... You yeah. have your own life to live. You have your own path. You can't really say, oh, this is the time frame if you want a healthy marriage. No, just be comfortable with your partner and decide. What do you think about the theory that is like, guys, como que, como fue que te dije? Like, de que se casan when, they're, when they feel ready, not, not necessarily just because the right person is there, but also because they feel like they're ready to get married. Like, does that feeling have anything to do with your decisions? You're asking the wrong person this. Because, <laughs> because when I got engaged the first time, we had just had a big fight. I had like $2,500, maybe $3,000 in the bank. We had gotten in a big fight. I felt so bad. Me being very prideful at the moment, I didn't want to lose her because this was a fight that was like either, you know, you're, you're probably not going to be in my life anymore. So the next day, I went and bought an engagement ring. I went and bought me some nice clothes. I went to her house with my nice clothes and the engagement ring. And when she opened the door, I got on my knee and I proposed. And that was out of, it wasn't out of thinking. It was just out of, I didn't want to, my pride was hurt, mm. you know, because of the fight, the, the argument that we had. So 
What was the question again? That makes sense. I mean, it's just like whether or not you would feel ready to get married. Yeah. Because I think some guys just, they use that as an excuse when when a girl feels ready. Like, girls will usually tell a guy, like, okay, I'm ready to marry you. Like, I know that this is what I want. Um, but a guy usually uses as an excuse, like, well, I'm not ready. I'm not financially stable or I'm not, like, let me wait until I have this. Let's wait until I graduate or et cetera, et cetera. They always have, like, some plans. So that's why girls assume that guys don't get married until they're like completely ready. I think um, if you get engaged to somebody and y'all really want to try to make it work, no matter if he has money ready or he doesn't, I think y'all can, you know, build a life together as long as both of y'all are willing and both of y'all want to. Do you think ultimatums work when it comes to marriages? Meaning? <clears throat> like if a girl were to say, We've been dating for um, so-and-so years. I need to know, like, before I leave, like, are you going to marry me? If not, you know, it's done. Do you think that works? I think you're just putting the guy in the corner. So you don't think it works? No. I think if there's a certain time frame you're waiting for and he doesn't, he doesn't propose by then, okay, express yourself, communicate. Because communication is key for everything, to be healthy. And if he is just blah about it and doesn't care, then you know what to do. Like, you can either waste your time waiting for him or you can go be healed, you know, from that relationship and then go find somebody that's actually going to put a ring on your finger. Yeah, that's why I have my little two-year rule. If I'm talking to a guy more than two years, well, you know, it hasn't happened much. She made this rule after she got divorced. If I were to be talking to a guy for over two years and he has not like proposed, after you then then my plan would be to like just leave. Doesn't matter what you know. Doesn't matter how the relationship is going at the time. If he knows that it's two years and he still doesn't propose, I feel like a guy would know at that time period. Like. In two years. Guys yeah. won't know in that time period if, like, what if he needs more time? What the heck? Why? <laughs> like I'm saying, everybody has their time frame, but, but for you, if it's two years, then fine. But don't put him in the corner and be like, either marry me or leave. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he would know. I'm like, I would tell him straight up. After, okay, well, yeah. Like, you know, if you, I only date guys for two years, and if you're not going to marry me by then... Or ask me or to like marry you. Or like, if you don't know that this is the future that you want in two years, then yeah. it's kind of yeah. yeah. So, what do you think about that? I think if you have a two-year rule, then that's fine. But don't expect every guy you meet to to align with what you you want in your life. Well, no, that would be like a boundary for me. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter how in love we are, if he doesn't do that by two years and right. like you said just move on and forget about yeah him. move on and forget it's a slow fade i mean what do you want like what if you get to the two-year mark and you're so in love that you're like you know what i really want to be with them and i don't want to lose them so i'm gonna wait longer what if what if that happens i gotta stay true to myself with my two-year <laughs> plan. So you would give up on love just because of your plan you made two years ago? Because how would how is it that for two that I would be with him for two years and he's still not sure about what to do with me? I think it depends. Is is he showing that he loves you or is he just living life? You know, blah. 
I mean, he's showing he doesn't want to make Okay, last question. What is toxic in a relationship for you? What is toxic? Yeah, like what? Because we use that word a lot, like toxic people. Or maybe not even in a relationship. Like what would be a toxic friend or a toxic family member? I think one of the things I hate that's like in a, you can find in a relationship and hopefully not. But sometimes there is this double standard. Mm-hmm. I can have friends that I can message but you, I don't want you to message anybody. Mm-hmm. I can go out with my friends, but if you go out, I want you to give me your location and I want you to call me. <laughs> I hate that. That is a double standard. <laughs> <laughs> That's it me. Is, it is a double. <laughs> it is a double standard. Oh, you're here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty toxic, I guess. It's very toxic because not only are you saying, hey, I'm in charge, but I get to do stuff that you don't get to do. One of the things we talked about at the beginning, and I'm sorry to do this, but Elsa and I talked about was friends. Can mm-hmm. you have friends or can you not? She used to think that you could. <laughs> and then from like explaining and just living life, she now thinks that you can't. That's true. Living life. Yeah. Especially like mm-hmm. I used to think that you could whenever before I got married. And I thought I had a lot of like really good guy friends that were out there for like my best interests. No. Yeah, you told yeah. You yeah, told and then and then I got divorced and those guy friends came back around mm-hmm. and I realized what the true interest was. Mm-hmm. The interest is you. It was never a friend thing. It was like a they want yeah. you. And some of them might not even want a healthy relationship. They might, they might just want, oh, like, to do it. Yeah, and they thought that me being, like, a single mom and divorced, I would be, like, easier access. <laughs> Life experience. <laughs> Life experience. Yeah. There we go. All right. Thank you again, Rigo, for being on this episode. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in this week to our podcast. Tune in each week to listen to a new episode of advice on what not to do. Muchas gracias. gracias.